Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the One Man Low Council and to episode 295 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is still a $5 backer over on Anchor.fm. Thank you very much, Toph, for continuing to support this show as a podcast. Today, we, of course, got a lot of things uh, going on. Of course, Dune has just recently come out this past weekend. I was able to see Dune and uh, overall uh, very much enjoyed it, though I definitely hear much of the criticism that has been levied against it. I think that there is a lot of criticism that is um, very much, I would say, uh, warranted. I would definitely say that there are some certain aspects of the story that definitely not everyone is going to be able to enjoy, and also some pieces that might be missing. Um, And before I go any further, I'm actually doing a test tonight to try and see if I can also stream simultaneously over on Locals, which it looks like I can. Now, it looks like I can only stream for about 30 minutes on Locals, and the stream is backwards over there. could only imagine what the audio quality is going to be like, but technically I am live on Locals.com as well, as well as Odyssey, the R, what is going on, good sir. Thank you for joining over there, which reminds me, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you want to watch it on Odyssey, and smash the like button if you happen to be watching over on Locals. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens as we go ahead. But getting back to the Dune discussion for a second, I, for the most part, enjoyed it. And a lot of it, of course, has to do with the fact that I am a big fan of Denis Villeneuve. I've not made that a secret on the channel. I think that he is the best, one of the best directors working today in Hollywood. It's not of all time, but of working currently in Hollywood today. I would say he's definitely one of the strongest ones. And a big part of that is that he just knows how to work with production designers. He knows how to work with cinematographers. And he's able to truly bring these worlds to life. And is really able to help audiences dive into these worlds. That being said, one of the biggest flaws that I would say this version of Dune has is that, for one, it's part one of a story, so it's only giving you part of the story. And then on top of that, you also have a lot of stuff, and I'm finding out more and more just how much stuff from the book is being left out. And at least for me, and this might just be my own perspective on this because I was almost halfway through the book when I saw the film. Now I'm like two-thirds of the way through the book. And so it's gotten me to a point where I'm still not quite caught up to where they are. Um, Or at the very least, I'm right on the cusp of where they are. And I've just realized how many things they could have covered and they could have done, which is why I honestly think that this would have been a a much better miniseries because then they could have, I think dedicated the time and the attention that this kind of a story needs. And I think that that would have absolutely been to the benefit of this kind of movie and this kind of storytelling. And I think the story is is by far the weakest part. But as I said, that's coming from someone who had some knowledge of the book and knew what things were being left out. And so my instant thought was, oh, I don't know how people who haven't read the book are going to quite understand what's going on on screen. You know, they're going to throw around these terms like a Bene Gesserit and people are going to say, what the heck is a Bene Gesserit? 
They're going to throw around things like Muad'Dib. Okay, what in the world is that referencing? So I talked to my brother. I talked to my little brother who has been a longtime fan of film just like I have. That's where we've really connected. He has not read the book at all. He saw the film, and I asked him, I said, so were you confused by the story? You know, because I could see why a lot of people might be confused because there seems to be a lot of things that are missing, seems to be some parts missing. And my brother's reaction to it was, no, uh, in fact, I'm just more interested. I, I, I just found, he, he also enjoyed the film, and he just found himself more interested in the concept, more interested in the actual story, so that he actually wants to go further into it. He wants to read the novel. He wants to uh, read maybe even multiple novels, uh, especially since now he's got a couple of years to be able to wait on the sequel, because uh, one of the bits of news that we can talk about today, which broke just a little bit earlier and has you know, been obviously corroborated by various people, is that Dune 2 has officially been green lit. Uh, by the way, Tina, I don't know what is going on with the disconnection, but your chats are showing up. So I don't know what it keeps saying on your end, but your chats are showing up. Anyway. Dune Part 2 officially has been greenlit. This is not really that much of a surprise, simply because, for one, Dune was not even just Dune. It was Dune Part 1. They just didn't give it the title of Dune Part 1, which, to me, indicates that maybe they didn't have a whole lot of faith in the project, which is kind of odd for a movie and a project that you put $165 million behind. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird uh, thought, a kind of a weird concept there. But this uh, this has been officially greenlit with a release date of around 2023, which is about where we expected this film to fall. That means, though, that people who were fans of the film, and not everyone was, but people who were fans of the film have to wait about two years in order for us to be able to get part two of this story. Just when the story, from what I've been told of those that have finished the book, is really starting to get going. So it's just kind of that weird cutoff point. I don't quite understand the creative choice. If I'm going to be critical of the evil and of in one instance, it's going to be why did he choose this specific moment in order to cut off the story? It just, again, it kind of left people in this position of this is kind of a weird place to end. You're not really ending on that much of a high note. There's a lot of questions that have not been answered. And I'm seeing both types of reactions, right? I'm seeing both kinds of reactions from this. I'm seeing one reaction similar to what my brother right had shown in that, oh, I can't wait to know more. I want to know more. I need to know more. And then the other reaction is, man, that was a long movie and it was a slow burn and it didn't really seem to lead to anything, which, as I said, I think it absolutely is a valid criticism to bring up because it does take a long time to tell very little of the actual story by leaving out also a plethora of content. Now, I don't know, because I didn't want to dive further into the behind-the-scenes stuff before the film, because I just I wanted to be able to enjoy it raw. I wanted to be able to go in uh, as, as empty as I possibly could, so that I could try and be as objective in, in my thoughts on the film as I possibly could. So I don't know if there are a bunch of sequences that are on the cutting room floor. I don't know if there is a giant uh, director's cut, right? Release the Denis Villeneuve cut, Release the Venuve Cup. I mean, obviously, I, I would go see it. I would love to see this film an extra 30, 40 minutes. That's just the kind of person that I am. If it's going to fill in some of those gaps, if it's going to, you know, kind of complete the story a little bit more, I'm totally on board for that. 
I don't know if that's the case, simply because the film was already so long in its theatrical edition that if if you were going to cut it to try and make it more palatable for people, then you probably should have cut it just a little bit more, right? I feel like that, that that's kind of something that, that has to be done if that is the logic, right? If that is the logic behind everything. But at the end of the day, I still cannot take away from the gorgeous visuals of the film. The film looks fantastic. Kudos to the cinematography. Kudos to the visual effects team. Kudos to the production design team. Kudos to the acting. The acting is phenomenal in the film. It's got all of those objective elements with the one caveat being the storytelling. But I can't really criticize the storytelling specifically because I came into the movie having some knowledge of the book. And so that's where my oh, there are parts missing, knowledge came from. I looked to my brother who had no knowledge of the books and he didn't feel that way at all. He did not feel lost. He, he actually felt just hungry for more content. That being said, I have had several people say I was lost. I had no idea what was going on. It was a slow burn to nothing. And so I'm hearing all of these different things. It's clearly a very divisive film for that purpose alone. But as I always like to say, right, to try to separate subjective from objective, I don't think anyone, if they're going to be honest, is going to say that this is an objectively bad movie. Based purely on all of the objective categories that it does incredibly well. And as I said, with the story specifically, it's really hard to gauge or to degrade that category in an objective sense, depending on what kind of knowledge that you have. Because if the knowledge you have is the crappy 1984 Dune film, okay, well then, yeah, you're probably going to have some issues with this movie. Because if that is your concept of what Dune is and what Paul Atreides is and what that world is like, well then, yeah, you're, you're not, you're, if that's something, and also if you like that crazy film, then yeah, there's a good chance that you're not going to like this one because it's a lot more serious in tone and it's a lot more well-made visually. It, it actually takes itself a little bit more seriously, which is kind of what the book itself, the source material itself is kind of based off of. It doesn't have a bunch of other random stuff thrown into it like in the uh, David Lynch version, which as everyone, everyone knows, David Lynch version of the film I can't stand because David Lynch is just all style and no substance. And some people might try and throw that towards an evil and but I would argue against it only because there are one plenty of films we can look to in an evil repertoire of films that have so much substance to them. Films like prisoners, films like Sicario to name just a few. I would recommend one of his first films Incendies as well. Um, if you don't mind reading subtitles, it's phenomenal, but he is typically someone that is able to get the silent and substance parts to really blend together very well. And it's very hard, as I said, to gauge the storytelling of this film simply because of the nature of the storytelling and because, again, I'm getting so many different viewpoints all saying different things, and I think that all of them have some sense of validity to them. Anyway, before going any further into the Dune talk, again, Dune sequel has been greenlit. Let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got Dolores Ed in the chat. What's going on? He also sent a $20 super chat. He says, I know this isn't enough for all of this, but I send this super chat to help with doggy treats and a Halloween costume for baby Thor. Well, thank you, Dolores Ed. I, I very much appreciate that, man. Andrew Hayes in the chat. What is going on? Snort of Poopus. What's going on? Good sir. How are humans and other quitters? What's going on? Uh, Paula Casilio, what is going on? Family comes first, bro. 
Family comes first. I are Darth Aggie. What is going on? Remember, if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud on the channel, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention. Unless, of course, you're a member on the YouTube channel. And if you're watching on Odyssey, DLive. Uh, if you're watching on Locals for the next 30 minutes, I think that is the uh, cutoff time there. I saw Bifford a Hobbit was there earlier. No idea how it's coming through. Um, but anyway, Bifford a Hobbit. Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, he says, 480p quality, bad frame rate, oversaturated picture. Yeah, it's pretty much what I, I expected uh, based on what I'm seeing in, 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 in my own playback. So it's, uh, <laughs> which again, it's, it's, it's using kind of a workaround to get it going through. So as long as the audio is okay, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, it says, Dune got greenlit, but uh, Alita can't get a sequel haven't got, haven't got no, haven't got no eyes. Is what that said. Well, again, I think that the big difference there is that Alita came out, and again, the box office for Alita was not that impressive either. All right, so so Alita kind of had a similar issue there, on top of having a pretty big uh, budget, but also what Dune has that Alita did not have was a day and date streaming release. And so they have these millions upon millions of views that they can look to for Dune. And that give basically what HBO, what Warner Brothers has, has to do, they's, they've had to try to quantify what is the material monetary value for a view on their platform. That is what they have been trying to figure out. And that is something that a film like uh, Alita Battle Angel was not able to do. And as I've mentioned previously, I don't know if I really want an Alita Battle Angel sequel at this point because Disney would be in charge. Because James Cameron is making all of his Avatar films with Disney. And therefore, because they especially acquired the Fox properties, would likely be working with James Cameron if he decided to produce another one. And I don't really want Disney's version of Alita Battle Angel. I don't think they would do it right. So, again, I understand the frustration there, but at the same time, I also don't. Uh, Coliseum Builders, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member of the channel, hail to you. Thank you very much for being in the chat. Uh, Kara Tharp, who is a member, hail to you. Derek McManus, what is going on? We got Bryant Barth in the chat. Don Baca, what's going on, bro? How is it going? How is it going? All righty. Let us see. Thank you all again for for being here today. I do appreciate. I do appreciate it. New number two, Dean Heiss, who's a member. What's going on, bro? Says greetings and and felis, felicitations. I don't. I was waiting for the Spanish version of that instead. So. <laughs> also, when people said, "Am I late?" What do you mean, "Am I late?" I start on time almost every single time. I don't know what you're talking about. Me being late. I start the stream usually around five minutes early, at least getting getting it going, and then we actually get things started. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews says here, good evening. So, Dune, I will say this, a visual spectacle of a bland story. Acting could have been a bit better for some actors. I honestly like the 2003 Dune and Children of Dune better. Yeah, I've not seen the 2003 Dune or Children of Dune. What I can say without any doubt whatsoever is that this is hands down better. Hands down. No, no question, not even comparable, better than the 1984 Dune. No, no question. 
Because where this film, and I break it down simply, where this film's issue is that it leaves a lot of stuff out. And so it seems like it's incomplete. And again, that's just from my own perspective. I've had others say who have no knowledge of the source material that it, it felt complete to them. And it just makes them more hungry to learn more. I can say without a shadow of a doubt that this film, to me, add, just from what I remember from it, just added a lot of random, really random crap that really didn't fit the, the characterizations. It really didn't fit the characters at all. Um, this, this again, this was just a, a typical, uh, Stephen or rather, sorry, a, a, a typical David Lynch. To me, the only way that you could ever come up with any of the things that he comes up with is he had to have been on a bit on drugs or something like that. But th- that's what, that's what 1984 Dune is. So the issue with Dune 1984 is that it's just a, it's just a hot mess. It's just a fever dream essentially of David Lynch. Whereas with this one, the biggest issue really that it has, really one of the only objective issues it has is in its story. And as I said, there are so many uh, different um, additions and there's so many different ways of looking at it, I would say. There's so many different ways of looking at it that I think uh, makes a difference. So I don't know what the issue uh, Tina is having. Um, It looks like it might just be her. Darius Muchaus and what's going on, bro? Welcome back to the channel appreciate it let's see here um all right so don i I see you in the chat you didn't tag me but seriously it it pisses me off when you come in here and just straight up lie all right shang chi broke even weeks ago and has made even more profit since then. And if you're going to continue to troll like this, we will time you out. So Valkyrie, Don Baca, I've given him a warning. You have no data to back up what you are saying. So please stop. It's getting quite frustrating. All right. Looks like some people are having some issues. And so uh, I apologize over on Locals. Uh, this is, uh, again, I don't know. I think it was basically just Bifford the Hobbit watching over here. Um, and I see a couple other people. So I will try and do a local stream properly at some point in the future, but just for the sake of bandwidth, I'm going to go ahead and, and close out the locals part of it. Anyway, thank you for being a locals member, uh, and supporter Bifford the Hobbit. Thank you for being here and being in the chat, man. But anyway, you have a good one. All right. So I'm going to end that stream there. And hopefully that will fix some of the issues since bandwidth would not be used there. But anyway, getting back to the main thing there, Don, please stop with that nonsense, man. If you're you're just being funny, right, if you're just joking around, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But as you know, context sometimes cannot really be carried across through, uh, through YouTube's platform. And so it comes across more so of you being an actual annoying troll, and that, and that stuff is just, I, I have no patience for that nonsense because I'll go ahead and, and bring it up once again that right now that film is at $416 million worldwide, has made $24 million in net gain, net profit. All right. So again, Shang-Chi has made its money back and is profitable. It has made profit. So, shut up. 
<laughs> I don't say that a lot on the channel, but seriously. Anyway, the R, what's going on, bruh? He says, I hear you, but when Dune ended, a raised by fist and thought, I want more. Oops, I meant I raised my fist. I got your stream better now. Okay, the R, thank you for the $2 donation, man. I appreciate it. it sounds like whatever I did, uh, chopping it off of uh, locals at least help with Odyssey. Hopefully, it's helped with everybody else's as well. So again, thank you very much, the R, for that support. And yeah, no, I, I totally agree, man. That that's basically where I was with it too. I also felt the similar way where I really wanted more of the story, and that is both a good and bad thing, right? It is, it is both a good and a bad thing because what you have is, is you have is it the, the rather you have the question left over. Is it a hunger because the film didn't explain enough? Is it a hunger because the film didn't do its job of telling the story well enough? Or is it a hunger because you're just loving what you're seeing and you want to see more? And I think that there are different camps, right? I think there are different camps. And I think that both camps do have a lot to add. James Dashe, what is going on? Joey Horn, who is a member. What's going on, Joey Horn? All right, we got Poppyton. Poppyton, what's going on, bro? Over on DLive. We got the DLive fam coming in today. What's going on? Kyle Ewers, what is going on? Hope you're doing very, very well. Um, AU, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Kind of new name for me, at least on DLive. Hello to you. Evan S., what is going on? Uh, Stan with Kyrie, what is going on? Uh, let's see. He says here, your thoughts on the black actress removed from Dune Chinese poster. Yeah, it's it's insane to me that this pattern continues to happen. Like, it, it's just kind of insane. I, I don't really know what to think about it because it's happened before. I wasn't able to double check to see if someone was just like photoshopping it and pretending that that was the case. At the same time, the character that she plays of Kynes in the movie is not that important of a character. And that was, like again, something else where I feel that they could have done more with because the character of Kynes has a lot more of a backstory and has a lot more to do in the book versus the film. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, it would it would have bothered me, I think, if um, if the character was as big in the movie as the book. But since she's not, one, it's not that surprising. However, the issue, of course, that they can't get away from is the fact that they um, do have her featured in other posters. And so it's, okay, wait a minute. Why is she, why is she not being featured in just this one country? And obviously, we know why. And it's just, again, insane that Disney does not get called out on that. James Ache said, did you hear about what happened to Alec Baldwin? Yeah, I, I heard about it, and I really, I haven't made a lot of, uh, I haven't made a lot of comments about it, to be honest, because it's a terrible tragedy. I think there's a lot of opinions out there. A lot of people are kind of reading into things, trying to follow some conspiracy stuff. For me, it's like, hey, I'm going to say, let the investigation play out, find out the information that we need to find out. Otherwise, we're just monetizing it for clicks. That's just my own personal take on it, and I, I try to avoid that. Um, Scott Miller says, tough timing. Your interview with Unsafe Space is on right now. I know. I'm competing against myself. By the way, if you're watching this stream, um, I would recommend highly that after the fact you do watch that video over on um, 
over on Unsafe Space. It's a great discussion I had with Carrie over there. Had a lot of fun with it, and it was great. Here in the Steph asks, what's going on? I'm starting to get uh, backed up in the chat a little bit, so let me try and get myself some room. Jer- Jeremy Sikowski, what is going on? Kara Tharp said that she liked the film a lot. Didn't really care for the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is, is definitely forgettable. It's definitely nothing... I- There's nothing iconic about the soundtrack. I mentioned this in my review of the film, where there is nothing... Again, there's nothing specific that you're going to say, okay, I'm going to come out humming this or I'm going to remember this theme forever. It doesn't have that. But it's not a bad score, right? Scores don't have to be iconic. Like, we, we've kind of gotten to this point where it's like, oh, it's not iconic, and so therefore it's not good. No, no. A, a score's job is to support the film. And at no point did I feel the score that I was hearing in the film was distracting away from the story. It was absolutely not just supporting but also elevating the scenes that they were in. It, it fit. Right, everything fit exactly where they needed it to be. All right, Rob D says, hey, I'm actually glad you canceled your Saturday stream because I watched Dune that night. I want to see that battle with Paul uh, with Paul in the Golden Armor. Yeah, bro. Again, there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. Carathar says, I have not read the book yet, and I was not confused at all. As I said, I've I've heard people from different backgrounds as far as what they knew of the story, what they didn't know of the story, and I've now again I've heard a lot of people. Uh, trying to uh, saying that they were not confused, even though it's interesting that I almost felt more confused for other people by the lack of certain sto- story elements. When I watched Dune, the title sequences said Dune Part One. No, no, no Orange Hat. That that was in the movie. Yeah, it said Dune Part One. That's again, that's what's crazy to me because again, it is Dune Part One, right? Obviously, with it being green lit. The point I was trying to make was that it's not being marketed as Dune Part One. It's just being marketed as Dune. So even though in the film itself it says part one, obviously Denis Villeneuve's idea is, okay, no, this is just part one of the story. We already know that as a fact. But if they're not going to market it as part one, then it seems to indicate that maybe they don't have as much confidence in the story. I don't know. Obviously, uh, with it being greenlit, though, that original thought is kind of moot at this point because they have greenlit it. Uh, Evan S. says, have you seen the Bill Campbell trailer for Black Friday? It's a zombie Christmas film. Uh, no, I have not. That doesn't really sound like my cup of tea. Uh, hi, Owen, how are you? The family of the school, physics channel, Kenny Lee. Everything is going very well. Uh, PSAT was today, uh, which is always just, I feel terrible just having to watch children go through that. Because <laughs> standardized testing oh, it was the gate, bane of my existence. Uh, Orange Eye Review says, what was it you said, Odin? If you need to take the long that long to tell a story, it's not a good movie? No, 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 no. So, okay, Orange Chat. so yeah, here's the thing. You're kind of taking it out of context. There's a little bit there. What I was trying to, the point I said was, and this is dealing with specifically the Snyder Cut, I said, if it takes you this long, talking here specifically about Zack Snyder, if it takes Zack Snyder four hours to tell a, a half-decent story, then there's an issue. So the issue with Zack Snyder was that it took him four hours to tell a story that wasn't even a perfect story, that had a lot of issues with it. Whereas in this movie, it took two and a half hours to tell a small part of a story while also leaving stuff out. So there's a bit of a difference there. A bit of a, And as I said, there is definitely an issue in the storytelling. It's just hard to put the finger on exactly what the issue is because of just, again, knowing what I knew beforehand and... Seeing the different perspectives. Uh, thank you for the friendly troll orange chat, though. I appreciate it. I, I figured you were, and that's why I always appreciate you. Evan S says, the new Tom Holland, uh, Mark Wahlberg film, Uncharted trailer looks like 
fun. Another film that looks like fun is Alpha Rift. Trailers are worth to watch. Haven't really seen those yet, by the way. Some comments may be skipped because I'm kind of running up against it. Fossey, Fossey, Fossey in space. Hannibal Grimm, what's going on, man? Glad to see you here. Glad to see you here. We'll try and make sure not as many comments get skipped. Poppy10, thank you for the lemon donation via DLive. I appreciate it. Sorry if everyone, anyone is getting buffering issues. Uh, I'm not getting anything on my end for drop frames, so it's either YouTube or it's your internet. That's that's the only thing I can think of at this point, especially now that I've dropped the local stream. Alex McCarthy says, I tell you who's a darn good director, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Stallone. Uh, he, makes some, he makes decent films. Uh, it depends on what the film he's making. Because he, he's made a couple of good Rocky films, but then he's also made The Expendables, which I know that you're a fan of, I'm sure. Um, Alex McCarthy, but not really good films. Rowdy says, I think Dune, Lincoln, Blade Runner 249 are movies to uh, best to watch during a huge rainstorm, snowstorm. You're not going anywhere and you need something good and long to watch. Yeah, Rowdy, and I think it's also the kind of person you are. It, are you the kind of person that enjoys a long, slow burn movie? And are you someone that enjoys a slow burn film that is long, that's does not have a conclusion that is going to lead on to something else. You know, I think that these are questions and these are tastes that not everyone has. You know, everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different um, things that they're interested in. And so that's why I can see why there are indeed a lot of uh, divisive um, opinions about this. And I understand. Uh, Orange Hat says, Robert Rodriguez reported that he is building his rep in Disney to try and work on getting an illegal sequel approval. Okay. Uh, I don't know where has that been reported that like he's actively doing it for that specific reason. I would say that's probably more speculation that by doing so, maybe it will lead to him getting to seek. I don't know. Uh, it still would need the green light from James Cameron, of course. And as I said, I don't want Disney touching that film. Matthew Highland says, in an alternate reality, Disney never bought Star Wars and Denis directed the sequel trilogy about Thrawn. Oh, man. Denis Villeneuve doing a Star Wars trilogy. Now that, now that is pod racing. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, trailer for the Uncharted movie looks atrocious. Ah, differing opinions there. I've not seen it myself, so I cannot give my thoughts. Evan S says, last Thursday I received Holy Communion from Bishop Athanasius Snyder. Dude, Evan S, first off, um, it's not about who you receive it from, right? Because it is still Christ, so amen on receiving the Eucharist. However, uh, getting to meet him obviously in person, uh, is pretty phenomenal. Uh, he is one of the very few bishops that we have today that is standing up for the truth. And I hope and pray that um, for his one, for his safety, for his health, and also that everyone else in the church might begin to wake up very soon. Dolores Ed says, I had to say, I really like The Green Knight. I think the reviews I saw were unwarranted. It's a four out of five for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that it is definitely a film. It's not for everyone. And kind of divisive as well. Similar to Dune, I would say. Um, but I, I enjoyed it as well. I was, I've been in the process of rewatching it. I like to every now and then have a film where like, I'll watch it for like a few minutes just to kind of like really sit with the different scenes and sequences. And I'm just remembering loving it. Like there's this really long take of Dev Patel on a horse and it's just a beautiful shot. Again, there's just a lot of beautiful stuff going on. Forever Sci-Fi, I'm very sorry to hear that the streaming was uh, stream was freezing back at 717. It's been about 13 minutes. Hopefully some of those issues have been 
fixed. Hope they have been fixed. Uh, Rosie G12, who is also a member, says, yeah, so yeah, the chats are blurry. I don't know what, yeah, so basically, if, if I'm blurry, everything's, because everything is coming through the same stream. So, if one thing's blurry, everything's going to be blurry. Mr. Peabody, what's going on, bruv? Welcome. Welcome back. How is the lockdown going in, in Australia? I know it's only certain parts of it, but... Man, some of the things that I, I've been hearing from from people, uh, I, there's one woman who has been like banned from doing anything, and it wasn't because she broke a law. It's because she broke a, uh, it was a health, like it wasn't even. It was crazy to me because basically you have your laws, and then there's also like the health um, policies. And the health policies somehow have, like, the bearing of law. It's just, it's, there's some crazy stuff going on. Not that any, not that America's any better, by the way, because we have our own crazy nonsense going on. But it's just, ah, the whole world has just gone upside down. 70B, hey, what's going on? 70B says, sorry for being tardy with the party. What are we talking about? Does it rhyme with spoon? It does. It absolutely does. Dune has, again, if you've just joined us tonight or if there was any issues earlier, um, Dune has officially been greenlit for a sequel, which I'm very excited about. I hate having to wait till 2023. I don't remember when there, uh, there's a prequel series that's supposed to be coming out on HBO Max. I don't know when that is coming out. Um, but, yeah. Uh, General Wingster says, oh, who's being a troll? Do I have competition? No, no, no. General Wingster, you're a, you're a pet troll. There's someone else in here who's just trying to, to, to grind my gears. Just trying to ga- grind my gears a little bit. All right, anyway, Evan S. says, today I started wrapping my Christmas gifts. Lord Odin might not be happy what I got him. St. Nicholas works. Work is never done. Evan S., Unless it's like a 1984 Dune, which I already have, unfortunately. I, don't, I can't think of, of what it would be. Uh, uh, man, sorry that people are having some connection issues. I guess the real question is, are there people watching on YouTube who are having no issues at all? Because that, I think, would help explain a lot. So if there are anyone that, that, that's not having any issues at all, um, let me know in the live chat because that will kind of help us. Affiliate uh, to Hobbit, Alan, what's going on over on D Live? Welcome back, welcome, welcome, Jack. What's going on in the chat? Saw that name again. Please tag at Odin if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud. Um, sorry, I'm late. Says Bruce. Bruce, thank you for being here. Sounds like some people are having some issues. Sounds like some people are having some issues. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says no issues. Gary Banjo Sandwich from the UK. So from the UK says says that things are good. So it sounds like it's individual people. So my guess is that it's got to be either your internet connection or the servers in certain parts of the world. So some people are having no issues at all. Uh, some people are having issues. So at least at least if no one's if there are people not having any issues, then it tells me it's not me. So I can't I can't help you then. Soul Sassin, absolutely I can see that. So uh, Rosie Twelve says an ad insult to injury. Disney gets a pass for deleting her. Oh, was that a part of another comment that I may have missed? I wasn't I didn't 
I'm very confused. Anyway, Gary Banjo Sandwich, what's going on, bruv? Says, hey, brother, just popping in to say hi. Bedtime got an early appointment tomorrow. Well, Gary Banjo Sandwich, Worthington, glad I was able to figure out the address situation. Uh, and by the way, yeah, if, if you were a winner of a giveaway uh, over the last four, um, over the last few weeks, I sent four out today. So, Orange Hat, Gary Banjo Sandwich, Laura, and Andrew Hoyle. Uh, it's in the post. Uh, by the way, to my two UK brethren, I got a warning from stamps.com about there being some weird VAT tax thing because of Brexit or something. So I hope that the packages get to you. It said that I need to like f- fill out forms and register with Her Majesty's whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. So if there is an issue, I apologize. Um, but anyway, they, it has all been sent out. Uh, Peabody, double dipping over on DLive. Look at look at you. Look at what you're doing over there. Look at what you're doing. Double dipping. Gomakal79 says, Will Johns is praising the entrails. Yeah, I just watched his review. He he gave it a, it's a good time, no alcohol required. And to be honest, you know, I'm not that surprised of that. Because, again, Johns comes at the film from a, hey, he even admits at the very beginning, I didn't see any trailers. I went in blind. And he went in as a consumer. He he went in as a consumer and he had some fun. And here's the thing. People are going to enjoy it. Doesn't make them bad people. There are going to be people that enjoy the film. Uh, by the way, Sensei Mike, bow to your Sensei. Bow to your Sensei. Sensei Mike says, hey, bro, from the Streamlabs donation for $5. Hey, Sensei Mike, dude, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for... The $5 donation, five stream labs. And for the Hey Bro, glad to see you back. I think it's like two weeks in a row. Glad to have you back, bro. Uh, Snorri Poopa says the score blends in with the visuals and the sound effects very well, but it doesn't make for easy listening at home. Yeah, again, it's not one you'll go back to consistently over time, but doesn't make it a bad score, right? I think that there are the iconic scores and then there are the solid scores, right? I, I think that there are... And I think that they're both good, you know? To me, a good score is one that does not distract away from the film and supports the film. And I would say the score and uh, the score here from Hans Zimmer, I think it supports it, for sure. Alice McCarthy, competing against yourself. So does that mean that you have to declare yourself excommunicado? I'm confused by that rule. Ah, yes. Well, if I was live streaming simultaneously somehow over there, then yes, I would. But uh, seeing that that is not the case, um, I will I will have to say nay-nay to that. Cody, guys, sorry that you were having some buffering issues. Again, must be a server issue for certain parts of the country or of the world because from the UK to the US, people people were not having any issues. So, Gormakal79, tag to say... Why is Suckman loving Halloween Kills when he hated 2018, which is a better movie? Uh, probably because of the implications of the story. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I, I honestly think, you all know, I watched Suckman for a long time. Always really took his reviews. And most especially whenever he did his like film breakdowns. His breakdown of the film Enemy. Uh, you know, Speaking of Denis Villeneuve. The Evil of News film Enemy is a very weird film. It's a very like art house type movie, very weird, bizarre story. 
watching breakdown the breakdown by Chris Duckman was able to just help me love that film. Just help me love that movie and, and appreciate so many things about it. That being said, Stuckman's gone through a big change. Uh, Stuckman obviously uh, came out as pansexual for one, and then not too long after got a Hollywood deal. And I, I'm not. I'm just going to be honest. It's just my own thought, my own speculation. I have no proof of this whatsoever. I think the two are tied together. To be perfectly honest, I really do. And I, I think that one of the reasons why he decided to stop reviewing films and giving grades is because. As he even himself admitted to this much, he doesn't want to step on toes with people that he's going to be working with. Basically, that means that he's gone shill. That, that's the definition of shill to me. Oh, I, I don't want to step on any toes, and so therefore, I'm going to do this. But I'm still going to talk about movies, and, and I'm still going to do this. Like Again, still doing the same thing over and over again. You know? And, and what I notice is that he typically is not someone I ever see commenting or responding to comments or hearting, even hearting comments. He has a Patreon that's still up promoting a podcast with another YouTuber, which he hasn't done in years, and it's still up. So it's this, again, false advertisement going on there. And I, yeah. So I'm going to be honest, you know, I was a, I was a big fan of his. I'm not really a fan of his anymore. So I would not be surprised if he's defending that film because he's had some bad takes before. Now I think it's because he is trying to kind of, you know, he's trying to set himself up to be a a Hollywood darling by again supporting even films that maybe previously he would have been critical of but now wants to support because of either a person involved or because of the story could it be a multiple multitude of reasons. Basically though, his opinions are compromised. His opinions are, are clearly compromised in an official capacity now uh, with those recent announcements from him. Harwick says, do you plan to watch 2000 Dune miniseries that is made by sci-fi channel? I've heard that it's the most faithful adaptation of the book. Sci-fi also adapted the second book. So yeah, I might, uh, but it's back in 2003. So I don't know exactly how the effects are going to hold up. You know, I really don't know exactly how the effects are going to hold up. I love, and that's the other thing too, is that what might be lacking in the story department, as far as the new Dune is concerned, it has in spades when it comes to the visual effects department. I mean, the visual effects are bar none some of the best that I've seen in a long time in Dune. Like, the world of Arrakis looks phenomenal. Uh, oh my goodness, the sandworms look completely phenomenal. And you all know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. That is one of the biggest pet peeves that I have. And yet, I was incredibly impressed. I was incredibly impressed. By the way, I'm going to head over to DLive, or sorry, to Odyssey. Uh, let's see, Jacques Lesuave, what's going on? Bruv says, no issue with the stream over here. Well, Jacques Lesuave, thank you very much for the five people watching on Odyssey. Thank you. Very much appreciate that. Um, that'll be a part of the other story, of course, that broke today. But I'm falling further and further behind here on um, on uh, the uh, <laughs> YouTube chat side of things. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they made it a two-parter, Papaton, he said. Over on DLive, Peabody saying no buffering on the DLive. Maybe, I guess it, I guess that would make sense then if it is a YouTube uh, server issue. Huh, that is interesting. And as he, right, yeah, 
And everyone knows Peabody does have some of the worst internet. He's upside down. All right. He can't help it. He can't help it. Okay. He's in the upside down. And that's not his fault. Uh, Story Poopa says the trailer for the Kingsman movie looks interesting, but I'm a big World War One history buff, and there were Czars uh, and Kaisers and Rasputins in it. Yeah, the Rasputin stuff I thought was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't quite understand, um, but yeah, I, I, what I like about what I like about the um, Kingsman trailer is that. It is separate in so many ways from the Kingsman movies, you know? And so I think that it actually has some potential to be good because the first Kingsman film I thought was fun, but the ending to me was just stupid. And then the second film just wasn't very good at all. It just was not, it just didn't have much entertainment value to it. You then add on top of that this film, which seems to be going in a much more like independent direction. I think there's some potential for it. There's definitely some potential to have, uh, to have it. not to mention a great cast. I think that definitely helps too. As uh, says, speaking of, I can't wait until Expendables 4 comes out. Yeah, I bet you can't. I bet you can't. Uh, Peabody over on D live says, I'm surprised it's holding up so well in the middle of a heavy storm. Again, sounds like it might be a YouTube issue on uh, various things. Uh, Orange Chat, a little late context, though, says, I did a video on a couple months ago. I'm assuming that was about the Alita Battle Angel. Uh, Philly the Hobbit, Alan says, I don't feel bad for Alec Baldwin. Why is it that we're always must be the ones who kowtow to the people who would throw us under the bus? Well, to me, until we know all of the facts, he, here's the thing. We're better than the typical consumerist crowd that will just jump on a story and run with it before all the facts are out, right? This is what happened countless times. This is what has led to even our court system failing because you've had jurors that had someone declared guilty before they even heard the case. So for me, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Alec Baldwin, but at this point, all I know is there was a gun, he fired it, and unknowingly it had rounds in it that led to the death of a person. I, I, again, I don't care how you feel about someone, I cannot imagine what kind of an impact killing someone, especially when you're doing it unintentionally, and it might be someone that maybe you were even friends with, or again, working relationship, what kind of psychological damage that could have. That being said, I will wait for all of the facts to come out, for an actual investigation to come out and be completed, if there is going to be a court case for it to go forward, before actually giving any speculation. Because other than that, all we're doing is, and again, this is my own opinion on this, is we are using the death of an innocent person and, and using it for clicks. And I'm not saying that that is what certain people are doing, but that's just the way that for me, I I just I can't really go that route. That that's again, that's just not something that I really want to do. And that's not to say I'm a perfect person, by the way. All right. Because I've I've jumped on things before, you know, and that's something that I know I need to work on myself. But specifically in this case, this is the reason why I have not. Jeremy Sikowski says, Dune isn't my cup of tea. I'm just waiting here for the next MonsterVerse film. 
Well, good luck with that, as I will be waiting for Dune 2. Uh, Harwick says, from the clips I've seen, the biggest problem with the new Dune is Timothy Chalamet. He has 50% of the screen presence of a wet blanket. And again, if you've only seen 50%, uh, or if you've only seen... Okay, Hardwick, if you've just seen clips, then then you can't say anything. And unless you have actually seen him in the role, that comment cannot really hold much water. Sorry, man. Uh, it's one thing to say general concepts and general ideas, because obviously we can, we can do that based off of trailers and trailer reactions. But to say something like that, nah. Uh, Mr. Roy, what's going on, good sir? What is going on, good sir? Uh, Poppy10 says DLive has been good. Glad to hear it. Let's see. Peabody says, not really any lockdown in Western Australia. State still closed, but, vax ma- but the vax mandates are insane. Yeah, no, it is. Um, but yeah, the, I forget her name, uh, but she is she's a Catholic. And so she's very much been a part of the... Um, you know, resistance to the vaccinations, specifically because all of the current vaccinations that are available have all been tainted by abortion. That is a fact. And so she got arrested again. She got arrested not for violating any law, but for violating health policy. And her charge was inciting a potential resistance. Like it was some weird wording like that. And it was like, what? And apparently, like, it was so bad that she got a judge to, like, throw out a lot. Like, they were going to try and throw the book at her for this stuff. And she luckily was able to hold out for a judge that was able to say, no, you are insane. Now, unfortunately, because of some other stuff, they were still able to, like, you know, restrict her movements, basically, where she she's not allowed. And I, 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 maybe this is a, an entire country thing. Um, to leave the country to do talks or stuff like that, but yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. You know, we're obviously we're seeing similar stuff happen even here stateside too. Uh, Peabody says mandates are expanding pretty soon. I won't be able to fart without a vax passport. Yeah, seriously, man. Yeah, it's it's insane, and you're starting to see other. Uh, you're starting to see places even here in the states to start to accept those kinds of ideas and policies, and it's insane. It truly is, man. It truly is. Let's see. Hardwick says, David Lynch was on drugs when he made Dune. That's only fitting. Frank Herbert was influenced by his experiences with drugs when he wrote the book. That's how he came up with Spice. Well, then all that shows is that Frank Herbert is someone that's able to, even in the midst of that, create beautiful work, whereas David Lynch is only able to create fever dream nonsense. TC. Dune is an oasis in an entertainment wasteland. Read books and thoroughly enjoyed this version. Yeah, TC. Again, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Uh, even only having half of the book at, at the time that I watched it, roughly half, maybe a little less than half of the book, I had enough knowledge to be able to enjoy it that much more. And I, now that I'm two-thirds of the way through, I, I just, again, I'm loving this world, and I think the this vi- this film version has helped me with it. Th- this film did nothing. Like, this film, it's almost like I don't ever want to watch it ever again, which I never planned to, but it's it's almost like, I feel like this would almost destroy it. Like, I think this was the worst thing to do was to watch this version first. In fact, if anyone out there has not seen anything, I would say 
do not watch this version first. In fact, if anything, this should be the last thing you ever watch. And you should go in with the mindset of, this is not really going to be Dune. This is just going to be David Lynch doing his weird stuff. And if you do that, having knowledge of the story and everything like that, maybe you'll find some uh, entertainment value. But... (laughs) <laughs> that's all I can say Storm Tracker, thank you for becoming a member on the YouTube channel at the Citizen of Asgardian level and the new number 2 has been a member for 17 months in a row thank you very much good sir for being here and yes, Soul Assassin I can uh, Peabody says, Western Australia still no community transfer only state COVID free dang yeah, it's just you know, it's kind of amazing to me and I know that Peabody knows this, you know, having his knowledge in in medical field in general, just how much we have as an entire world just defied or at the very least have just completely lost any sense of what science is, <laughs> you know? Like, it's amazing how so many people have turned science into a, a new religion. And obviously, this has been going on for a long time. But it's amazing. It truly is amazing. Tina, I'm sorry you're having issues. But n- not a lot of others are having any issues. So I, I don't know how to help. I don't know how to help. Evan S. says, at the mass position of Schneider, I was in the first pew. I wasn't able to meet him afterwards uh, at 8.33 p.m. when the Mass was over. It was interesting to see the altar servers dress the bishop. Nice, yeah. I'm sure it was. Let's see, Rosie says, my internet is super fast, so it must be the servers. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Let's see, Poppy10 says, mandates are a pain in the us. I would only imagine what it is like in Aussie town. Yeah, and again, I think that mandates are bad wherever they are, and I think that we're seeing you know similar nonsense here, right? Uh, new number two says, I'm having no issues at all on my TV. Stuttering a little on PC, probably the PC itself. Hmm. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it depends on what you're watching on. Maybe if you're watching it on a computer or something. Again, I guess that would be a server thing. I don't know. Maybe an update for the app or I don't know. It'd be interesting. Uh, Rosie G12. Yes, I did. It was the uh, Thin Man and then it was the... Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yes, I was able to go to the PO box today and get those. They're still upstairs. I haven't brought them down to digitize them. But thank you, Rosie G12, very much for sending those my way. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says the Uncharted trailer looks terrible. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg come across even more miscast than I expected, and the physics and the action scenes look super fake. Well, I mean, it has been a year of films like Black Widow. So, I, I mean, physics, it seems that a lot of places just don't even care about physics anymore. Um, let's see. Daniel Thorne, what's going on, bruv? What is going on? Yeah, to be forced to do something against your will is never a good thing. <laughs> it says, how was the wedding and did you get any cake yummies? So, actually, I had to leave before cake uh, because we we had baby Thor with us. So, I had to... Um, I volunteered, obviously, because it was her friends who were getting married, right? So, obviously, I thought that she should have the, the whole night to be able to enjoy. But uh, Baby Thor was the ring bear. And, yes, I said ring bear and not ring bearer. He was a ring bear. He actually has a hat on as a bear. 
and it was adorable and it was fantastic. So anyway, I was in charge of bringing him home during uh, when it was his bedtime, which obviously happened uh, relatively, um, you know, early in the night in comparison to when weddings typically start. And it was, yeah, it was fun. It's definitely fun. And uh, oh, let me see if I can get a picture. There we go. Boom. There he is. There he is. He is the bear. <laughs> he is the ring bear. <laughs> and yes, he wore it during the wedding. <laughs> uh, Dark Shadow Logan, what's going on, bro? Thank you for being here. All right, looking for some tags. Some tags. Let's see. Gomer Kazami 9 says he's pansexual, didn't know, but he came uh, after the drinker on the ja- on the James Bond movie. Wait a minute. Wait, Stuckman actually went after somebody? I, I've never really known Stuckman to go after people, typically. Again, he kind of just stays to himself and then just takes in everything else. It's kind of like he just sits there and says, yes. Yes, watch my videos. Watch, watch, consume, consume. Pay for that Patreon that's lying to you because you don't get a podcast. I mean, it's just <laughs> that's that's kind of like the biggest uh, that's kind of like the biggest issue that I have with it is like you still have a Patreon up and you still claim that one of your levels has a podcast that you haven't done in like two plus years. It's probably been almost close to four years now since he's done it, and yet. Patreon doesn't. Patreon will take down people for saying random things they don't like, but when someone is is lying and is giving false advertisement, oh no, can't can't have that, <laughs> or rather we can have that. Rules for thee, not for me. See, Daniel Thorne says Dune was good, but it seemed more like a teaser. The movie is very clean, no blood, and the Baron is supposed to be much more disgusting. That's the thing, though, is that listening through the book, if you go... Here's the thing. If you go by this, yeah, he's supposed to be incredibly disgusting. If you go by what is listed in the book, it's not that he looks good. I'm not saying that. But it it definitely... I remember when I was listening to the book and I was listening to the description of the Baron, I was like, where in the hell did David Lynch get this idea from? Like, it just didn't make any sense. So, no, no, no. He's definitely not an attractive person. It's it's very clear that he's, like, morbidly obese. So so bad that he needs literally, like, these suspenders to, to hold him up. Right? So, he's definitely not a looker. Definitely not a looker. But, no, I thought that the look they gave to uh, the Harkonnens, I, I thought was fine. I, I thought that it didn't do anything that deviated so far away from the source material visually um, to, to really, I think, be be that offensive to anyone that was a fan of the source material, right? Obviously, it does take, you know, just like any film adaptation it will do, well, you know, we'll take liberties here and there. But I didn't think that it was that off, right? When I think about something being really, really off, I think about this movie. I think about this version. And I keep on bringing it up because it's just not good. Anyway, let's see. Uh, Harwick, yeah, bro. Uh, this was like months ago at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he, he even said the word. 
So 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 not even by it was pan. It was like again. <sighs> anyway, uh, Peabody says no buffering for YouTube either. Ah, Peabody, Peabody has got all of the streams going at full force. Joe Winkster says Stuckman seems like Ellen Page, where he announces a personal change to gain clout. Uh, I'm asexual now, guys. Where's my multimedia deal? Yeah, and obviously I'm not saying that that is entirely what's going on. However, I do think that the timing of everything is incredibly convenient, right? Where announcements made, he gets in with a full-featured film deal, and at the same time, around the same time, he decides, I'm not going to do reviews anymore, so I'm not going to give grades anymore, and then kind of goes away from it, but then realizes, oh, wait, no one's watching the channel anymore, and then goes back to it, but still doesn't do the actual reviews. And again, I, I just, hmm. yeah. Uh, there's been enough change that has happened where I've, I've basically just given up on, on his channel. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says, I am sold on the King's Man just for the uh, Rise Ifens as Rasputin. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, I think the costuming and makeup for his character uh, looks pretty fantastic. Looks pretty fantastic. Da 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 da. Again, you have a comment or question at Odin at the very beginning of the comments. So Neon says, trying to see IMAX Dune with Best Bro as early Christmas gifts to each other. How long are movies usually in IMAX before uh, rotating out? Would it still be there the seventh of? If you mean of November, um, it might be there. Uh, basically, the rotation is dependent on a couple of things. One, when the next big major release is and what it is. And two, whether it's performing well enough to be able to sustain itself if there's a long break. Sometimes there's a long break between major releases. The only film that I can think of at that time would be Eternals. I believe Eternals is coming out around that time. So I would say um, you might need to be careful with that. Let me try and see if I can get my theatrical release calendar up my handy-dandy theatrical release calendar up. So, yeah, um, no, uh, basically, go see it now, bro, because Eternals comes out Friday, November 5th, so if you're trying to see it on the 7th, uh, Dune would be out of IMAX at that point, because Eternals is going to take over. Disney is going to completely own every IMAX screen. So, uh, yeah. Especially since Dune is not performing incredibly well. If Dune was doing like insane numbers, they may split it. I have seen that happen before, where they've actually had two different films in an IMAX screen because of numbers. But the honest truth is that Dune is not really doing that well, box office wise, uh, in comparison to a lot of others, especially domestically. Especially domestically. So. They're going to put everything behind Eternals, and obviously Disney is going to strong-arm theaters to, to make sure that they get every single screen, um, including the IMAX. So, no, if you want to see Dune in IMAX, you, you pretty much got to go see it either this week or by, uh, let's see, you got this week and then part of next week to go see it. And that includes me, too, because I still need to see it in IMAX myself. So, <laughs> I need to figure out a time and a day to go see that in IMAX. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Harwick says, I've seen bits of the Sci-Fi Channel version of Dune. The CGI is about the quality of a PS2 video game, but a lot of scenes don't have CGI. Focus on the story uh, over spectacle. Um, again, are you saying that... It, didn't you say... Did you say... I, again, I may be mis- misremembering. Did you say that it was good or better based on clips? Again, bro, you got to watch the whole thing before you can give a full opinion. On like the entirety of the thing. I'm very confused by this. Or is that the one, was it one that you saw all of it and then the other you only saw part of it? I don't know. Very confused, Hardwick. You say a lot of stuff and it's hard to keep up with you. Uh, Snorter Poopus says, I thought Chalamet did a good job, but I'm a polar bear, not a drama critic. No, he did a great job. Again, acting wise, he did a phenomenal job. Now, I will say that there are likely going to be some book fans that will argue that the Paul Atreides portrayed on screen is not exactly like the Paul Atreides that we see in the movie. However, the issue is not the acting. That would be an issue with the story and an issue, or rather the story rendition and the direction. And the issue, I think, is more story. Because there's some moments that Paul is supposed to have in this first part of the story. Uh, specifically when he has this moment where basically he's getting impacted by the spice that's in the air and he starts to basically hallucinate or really to see the future, to see these different paths, which they don't really do. They don't really dive into that. They 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 spend a lot of time in the book on this sequence because basically it's Paul becoming a man and it's, it's kind of this really well-done, well-crafted thing. They don't really do that. And and they really kind of keep him more of as a child in the in the movie version. So I would put that more on the writing um, of the movie. And again, that's why I think really the biggest question mark and the biggest issue that anyone can really have is going to be over the story. And it's again dependent upon what do you know going in and what you don't know going in. We all know anyone that's a fan of a book that's being adapted into a movie is always going to be its biggest critic every single time. And we have to admit people who are fans of the book or have knowledge of the book. We have to admit to ourselves that is a bias we have going in. That's going to color our view of the film and therefore makes it hard for us to be objective. And that's why I said when it comes to the story, I know that, it's hard for me to be objective with whether it's good or not, which is why I had to go based off of what a lot of people who have not seen any of it, who have just consumed doing for the first time with this specific film. And from what I've heard, it's either they think it's too long and too slow or they really, really like it. So anyway, Daniel Thorne says, do you think Dune part one was made just so they can pull off all the good stuff in part two in the miniseries and get people interested in those? Uh, I mean, it depends. I think that really it's Denis Villeneuve was given money and said, okay, tell the story that you want to tell. He realized, okay, I can't tell the entire story. And so let me just try. And maybe the reason why it kind of feels like a teaser trailer in a certain way to a much bigger story. Maybe the reason why is because it was kind of a test run where Warner Brothers was like, all right, here's a certain amount of money. And now you have to impress us. (laughs) And so uh, do what you can, you know? I would it would make a lot of sense to me if that was what was actually happening. Uh, Rosie twelve says rule number one: never point any type of pew pew at someone unless you don't 
uh, unless you want to do harm. Tragic, horrible accidents occur as a result of negligence. Let's, uh, let's not give him a pass or damn him without the facts. Exactly. Not going in either direction with it. Got to gotta wait for the facts. But also remember in our own in our own um, legal system, innocent until proven guilty. You know? Uh, Daniel Thorne. Legendary is owned by a Chinese company. Does that mean China will more than normal? It's hard to be, it's hard to break, harder to break even. No, so Daniel Thorne, people keep saying that, right? Saying, oh, legendary, legendary, legendary. It's owned by Wanda, which is a majority state. Even still, you're still looking at a split going on. It's still, it's still going to be the same split, right? When it comes to Western films, you still get 25% of the box office going to the actual studios. So, um, you know, theoretically, you could argue, well, if it's going back into a Chinese-owned company, then isn't it going back in some ways to the uh, the Chinese communists? And yeah, that means more so that more move, more money is going into the Chinese communists than it is going into the actual studios that are responsible for making the next film so again it's it kind of just makes it a little bit trickier but people try and use that as a way of explaining why a film is more successful and it it's just not something that really holds a lot of uh water when put to scrutiny i would say all righty then tons of comments tonight uh odin can go you can help tina you built a computer, so that means that you know everything about tech. Not true, uh, especially if you watch that or remember anything about that stream. Uh, Inflame Wood, what's going on, bruv? Welcome to the uh, chat today. Awesome one. Thanks for the tag. What's going on? Punk Waddle. Hey, Punk Waddle. It's been a while, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. He is a member on the channel. Glad to see you here. If you are watching on YouTube, please smash that like button. Been hovering around 49 people. Must be a lot of... Must be a lot of streams going on tonight. I thought I saw uh, someone someone went live at one point. Yeah, Park Hoppin went live. OOJ. Going live. It's so weird for him to be going on live on Park Hoppin on a Tuesday. Anyway, over on Odyssey. Uh, let's see. The R says Chalamet was fine in the role and he got more interesting as the movie went along. Definitely agree with you there. Definitely think the character builds and builds in a good way. Uh, Jaco Sav says, I literally keep forgetting the Eternals exist until someone else mentions it. Hey, also, so much so that you forget that the movie is not even called The Eternals. It's just called Eternals, which is also just what? <laughs> Uh, crazy. Robert Frey, what's going on, bruv? Uh, Rosie G says, Oh, baby Thor is such a big boy now. He's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, he's awesome. By the way, shout out to 70B and Tina B for my Valks. I mean, they're getting kicked out apparently every five seconds. I apologize for that. I don't know why that is happening, but thank you for being here. Let's see. Snorri Poopa says, The whole business with the boils and the heart plugs was pure Lynch. Not in the book. Eggs. Snorri Poopas. Thank you. Yeah. The heart plugs was the dumbest thing. Like, I was just like, what the hell's going on? So when listening to the book, that didn't happen. I was like, oh, thank the Lord that wasn't actually in the story. Not to mention, they turn him with his voice into this weird character. And and then there's also this weird, like, interstellar travel stuff going on. And it's like, that's that's not really in the book. I Like, at least the way that they're presenting it wasn't even in the book. Um, I will say... Uh, one of the parts, though, that really should have been explained a bit more based on what uh, 
from people who didn't know anything about the books were concerned was the was it the Gom Gom Jabbar scene, uh, which actually Denis Villeneuve did a breakdown of, and I just love listening to it. I posted a video about it on social media, and I was like, ah, this guy's awesome. Like him breaking down the scene, it was phenomenal because he went into like why the colors are the way they are, why the flooring is the way that it. Is. Again, every single detail is thought out, and that's why I appreciate him as a filmmaker because he is meticulous. Um, he is meticulous and, and he, he cares about the craft of filmmaking itself. Um, and and I love it for that reason. Um, that being said, obviously going back to kind of one of the main issues that some people are having is that there are some details that it's almost, it's almost made and filmed in a way where it's more, it's almost more for people that have knowledge of the, background and and knowledge from the series and knowledge from the book in some capacity than those that didn't that being said as we've already seen there's at least one person here in the chat who had no knowledge of anything and still followed everything fine didn't get lost loved it and then also as i mentioned right my brother same same category of person did the same thing too anyway uh so pan would be you're attracted to anything basically Attracted to anything. Uh, that's why with Solo, with the <laughs> with the version of um, Lando Calrissian that they did, they they turned him into like again the whole concept was they turned him into a pansexual, which is why he had this weird romantic relationship with a robot. Because again, pretty much anything is on the table there, which just again makes everything. And that's the reason why I think specifically in the case for someone like Chris, I, I think that it is him uh, kind of reaching a bit only because if that's a very specific thing, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't quite buy it. Uh, let's see. Awesome one says, who are we talking about? Clone review. Clone review. What you talking about? What you talking about? Gomer Kyle says he called him out because of the fake outrage community. The drinker has 1 million almost. He didn't need channel awesome to help him. Oh, fake out. But the drinker has actual outrage. Oh, he wait, wait a minute. Stuckman called out fake outrage while he's the one that's monetizing like his experience. <laughs> oh, good grief. Good grief. Like, it'd be one thing if some random wholesome person was calling it out. It's another when someone who has literally used silly stuff as a way of monetizing his... I, oh, man, that's hypocrisy. That's all I'm going to say. That's just ridiculous, man. Alrighty, let us see. Gomer Kyle tagged and said... Oh, yeah, he doesn't have to pretend to be Pan. Something sounds more like pandering. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Uh, Hannibal Grimm says, you Disney, it, yo, you Disney is nuts about the largest screens when they drop a film. Oh, yeah. They have to get every single screen possible. Every single screen possible. Uh, World of Conan, what's going on, bruv? How's it going? He loved Dune. So he says, read the book, big fan of the book. Uh, it did leave out most of the meat. Um, that was a minus, but still loved it. And that's kind of where I am, uh, World of Canon. That's that's kind of where I am myself, where it leaves out so much, 
and it's such a long film and it covers such a short time span where it's like, could time have been spent developing things and expanding upon things? And if there is a director's cut out there, oh man, that will, that would just be, I would, I would eat that up. However, I agree as well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, I remember watching a video about the David Lynch Dune that explained some of the creative decisions. They said Baron Harkonnen's Boyle's sores were inspired by the AIDS epidemic of the time. And again, just reminds me why I am just not a fan of Lynch because he brought in basically modern stuff into the story not for the purposes of helping the story, but just to make things more weird. Basically, to me, that sounds like he used that as an excuse of, how can I make this disgusting? How can I make this more disgusting? How can I, how can I try and make this more weird and bizarre? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, and then I'll, I'll claim I'm doing it because of that. It's ridiculous. Uh, just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thank you for being a member on the channel. Um, you are awesome. Let's see, Gomakal79, who is also a member, says, I can't get past 30 minutes of either Dune, but I'll watch the full thing if I'm still awake. Bring the hate. Gomakal79, bro. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say um, try and uh, try and get through it, man. Just uh, I would say just soak in. Soak in what you're seeing. Daniel Thorne, how bad would Eternals have to do for Disney to scrap their plans for those characters? Here's the thing. There is no loss that Disney would not be willing to accept for almost any film, I would say. I mean, they have had financial loss after financial loss this year, and yet they continue on in many of the universes and stories that they've had these losses in. So that that's not really the issue, which kind of begs the question, what? why are they making movies if not to make money? Like, what, why is it? And so you're left with a couple of things, either one, they're making enough money elsewhere to be able to offset the losses that they're making. Or two, they care more about messaging. They care more about pandering than they do in a, about any actual profits because they can write off those profits and they have a bunch of friends, you know, in Congress and the government that will probably help them out with, you know, various tax evasion schemes, that kind of thing. And again, that obviously is going to be up to the individual person as to exactly which of those is true and which is just pure speculation on my part. With that being said, um, I will also uh, say that that film, The Eternals, needs to make roughly $500 million at least to break even. And that's just based on the reported budget, reported marketing, which we know is going to be higher, but we don't have any actual verifiable data to say how much more it is. Um, so I, I would definitely argue that the film... I think the film's going to flop personally because if even the critics aren't liking it, I, I just don't know of a lot of normies who are like, oh yeah, Eternals, can't wait to see it. You know? It's just not really... <laughs> I know that there's a lot of things where it's like you just shove MCU onto it and some people just automatically go see it, but I, I think that that, that type of that type of moviegoer is not as plentiful as they once were because those same people are probably the same ones that are terrified to go outside. Um, Evan S says, happy hollow tides to you and your kin. Interesting story to tell your student is the exorcism that father Demetrius Gallatin performed in West Virginia in the late 18th century. He's up for sainthood. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I tend not to go into that stuff as much just because students, especially at their age, 
are more likely to take that kind of stuff and go down the wrong path with it. So Peabody says, have to uh, agree with the book thing. Stephen King books are great, but the films don't translate. Closest they got was Christine. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I would argue Peabody. I don't know if it's a good translation. Like, I don't know if it's a good book to film translation, but I will disagree. The best, the best film adaptation, and this is just um, as a film, Misery, hands down. Misery is a phenomenal film. Kathy Bates' performance in that movie is just untouchable. I love that film so much. So, uh, again, I don't know if it's a good trans, uh, I don't know if it is a good translation from the book because I have not read that book, but I would say, let me know your thoughts. I'll, I'll, I'll get to those, I'm sure, towards the end of the stream, based on where we are currently in, <laughs> in the chat, because I fall behind on everything. Anyway, uh, Storm Tracker, who is the newest member. What's going on, Storm Tracker? Again, thank you for becoming a member, man. He says, Dune was good, not great. My nearest IMAX is showing Dune until November 3rd. Okay, makes perfect sense, yeah. Uh, so November 3rd, because I, I will say this, uh, I guess, yeah, because the 4th would be that Thursday. I Here's the thing, uh, Storm Tracker, I would say you probably have at least one showing, depending on how early your theater opens. You might have one showing that will be available on Thursday morning. Thursday typically is not finalized until that week usually usually it's going to be that tuesday afternoon around 4 or 5 p.m that's when many of these theaters get the schedules completed and that's when they put the thursday uh or rather actually no you'll get the thursday show times a little before that you'll get that a couple days before that the weekend show times you'll get by tuesday afternoon sorry for that mix up but yeah you might get a tuesday morning Depending on how early the if if the theater a lot of these theaters are opening up a lot later so if the theater doesn't open until like two or you know between two and four you might not get one because they're gonna have a six p.m. showing if they can um, if they're asked to by Disney of Eternals and obviously they're gonna want to make sure that's that screen is available so you might get one extra showing sorry if I skipped a comment this there but uh, the chat is just backing up on me and I don't I don't want to miss any more. Uh, spice. If spice is Cajun seasoning or good salsa, then I'm in. Says Punk Waddle. Oh man, uh, Gromacal seventy nine. Hey, if it was Baldwin's fault, then Brandon Lee, Michael Massey would have went to. Uh, hey, uh, get what? I, I don't quite understand that. Um, see, Punk Waddle says. Been getting home later from work the past few weeks, but I couldn't uh, let that keep me away from too long. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Pretty appreciate the dedication and for you being there. JKDBuck76 says it. Yeah, absolutely. Lynch is an idiot, period. Yep. Um, probably one of the most overrated filmmakers of all time, I would argue. Uh, Daniel Thorne says, the fire department, police, and sanitation department, and EMS marched against mandates on Monday in NYC, so hopefully that means people are waking up. Yeah, and also the fact that now it's interesting. I saw this covered in a couple of news places. Now there is this like freak cold. They've been very clear. It's not COVID. This freak cold that's been going around and, and has been causing emergency rooms to be backed up. It's like, huh. 
kind of an odd time for that to be happening when you're firing nurses <laughs> and other healthcare providers. I don't know. Uh, the R over on Odyssey says, Misery was fine, but base performance was too good, and I can't deal. Oddly, I love The Shining. Um, let's see. Too good? I love that. Do you mean that like it terrifies you because it's so good? See, that's the thing. I love that performance just so much. So, so much. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, Lynch's Dune looked more like a cheesy 70s sci-fi movie, and that's basically what it is. That's basically what it is, only it's it's not fun cheesy. It's weird, old, disgusting, moldy cheese. And yes, I mean every single one of those things. All right, we are getting close to the end, so if y'all could slow down in the live chat, I'm going to try and catch up as much as I can uh, with people who have commented so far. Gonzalo Bergali says, I know people hate, Land- uh, hate Lando being pansexual, but Lando would have tapped... Prince Zizor, human assistant droid from the EU. <laughs> well, again, it's one thing if you have a character um, flirting with different characters, right? Or, or flirting with different. It's another when you're using the language of today, right? That and then you're projecting it onto a character where that's not a previous character trait. It's 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 what we would call kind of it's interesting how somehow I'm always able to connect it back to uh, the crisis currently going on in the Catholic Church. It's a novelty, right? It's a new thing. It's a novelty that's been added, and it is therefore uh, really to be ignored, or should be ignored. Because it's a novelty. It's not something that's been around. It's not a part of the source material. It's not a part of the OG original stuff. And it's going to do more damage than harm. Gomakao79 says, Can Stickman run through a park just jumping? Uh, legs like dogs and drinker generally is more entertaining than the whole channel awesome. And his rage is real. Yeah, it is real. So, yeah, I guess, did channel awesome also get uh, involved? Is that the case? Uh, Nate D, thank you for the $3. That's a super chat says, Moldy Cheese, here from Unsafe Space Interview. Well, thank you very much for watching the interview and then uh, hopping over. Yeah, and again, for anyone that's been watching the stream tonight, I really do appreciate it. But make sure after the stream, you at the very least put in your favorites, put in your um, to watch later section, uh, the interview uh, over on Unsafe Space. I had a lot of fun um, we actually talk a lot about faith, interestingly enough. <laughs> we go from an origin story, and then it, obviously it's a part of my origin story in a lot of ways. It's a part of who I am. But we have a really interesting, fun discussion, I think, about faith. Um, but yeah, Carrie's awesome, and Unsafe Space also is fantastic. So go go give them some love and support if you have not done so already. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel Thorne, mint chocolate versus caramel versus creme brulee. Uh, caramel is fantastic. I'm going to go caramel, or as I like to say, caramel, just to trigger some people. <laughs> Favorite sci-fi, I started watching Drinker and Gary when they weren't so big. It's weird now when I hear them mentioned on channels completely unrelated to topics they normally discuss. Yeah, it is. But they are, again, they, they've, they're huge. They're huge. Huge. Storm Tracker, as a member, says, Director Cut of New Dune would be great. I would be so down. Again, the one thing I came out of in when I watched that film was when this becomes available, because it will, on 4K Steelbook, I'm getting it. 
that is one thing I know for sure I'm getting the 4K Steelbook for that. By the way, um, I need to give a shout out to Lionsgate. They sent me a copy of this to review. Apocalypse Now on 4K Steelbook. I just, uh, again, I think it looks great. I love the choice that they made here um, for this. Again, the fact that they have multiple images right here, phenomenal. So I'll be doing a review of this. Uh, I do want to rewatch the film, obviously. I will say, though, there are no real new special features. The only thing that's mentioned specifically on here that seems new is that it has a final cut intro by Francis Ford Coppola. I assume any other special features are going to be insane. But anyway, Apocalypse Now, the final cut on 4K Steelbook. Available now. Anyway, uh, Peabody says, we all know it would... Uh, we all know it would come. Prime Minister on TV with a smug smile announcing that booster shots for 18 plus is approved. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that clip going around. Like, she was so smug about it, too. Never ending needles. Make sure you update your Vax passport. Can't go anywhere. Yeah, basically, it's it's interesting. It's it's turning itself into a good old flu shot. And now you're hearing even colleges in the United States saying, yeah, now you must get a flu shot. I will say, the one thing the flu shot has that the vaccines don't is that at least all the flu shots this year, we can confirm, don't use in any way abortifetal cells. So if you are worried about that, um, it, it can be confirmed that all of the current uh, shots in use, if that is important to you, right? if that's a moral uh, standard that you hold, um, you can get a flu shot um, without having to compromise your morals. Can't say the same thing for the uh, COVID vaccine. But hey, at least the flu shot. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, Odin is now an expert on Dune, for he is the Kwisatz Haderach. Yes, the Kwisatz Haderach. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Listening to the audiobook definitely helps with the pronunciations, that is for sure. By the way, I would highly recommend the audiobook. But I will say this much. The audiobook version that I have has, in the beginning especially, a lot of actors doing the voices. like Almost like like an audio play, as it were. But then it drops. And then you just have this the one main dude who's great, you know, reading the audiobook, doing the voices, and it's awesome. But I'm like, wait a minute, why? There's random scenes, you'll have these random actors doing the voices. There's no rhyme or reason to it, right? It's not like they have spe- specific scenes that are meant to be portrayed. Like, maybe they have it, an explanation of, you know, certain scenes have been done. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird and jarring. I mentioned it to my wife, and she's like, oh, no, I don't like that. But anyway, it is there. See, Nate D says, my mother never vaxxed me. I never vaxxed my kids. Yeah, Nate D, obviously, I'm no medical expert. And as I always say, consult your doctor and make your own life decisions. Because guess what? Our, our human bodies have been made in a certain way to be able to fight diseases. Evan S says, Dev, Disney makes most of its money at the parks. But even what Jay keeps reporting, that cash cow will be ending soon. Yeah, seriously, uh, it has not been doing very well for them. Uh, what's in the box? Lady pepperoni and sausage, thin crust, J.K. Buck says. <laughs> oh, if that's if that was what the test... See, if it was me, if it was my gum jabbar, you know what would be in that box? Pineapple on pizza. And I don't know. I think that I might have... I think that at that point, that jab um, <laughs> might be going in. Wherever I have YouTube is drunk tonight. It needs to go home. I have messages disappearing as I type, and some take two tries to go through. Uh, again, I'm sorry. Uh, not everyone is having those issues. So, Father, what's going on, Father Christopher Miller? Father, take a look at our uh, group chats. Picked up three, um, 
three novels, two sets, and they all look fantastic. I'm, I'm reading, uh, if anyone's Catholic, Michael Davies. He has a trilogy on the liturgy and a trilogy on Archbishop Lefebvre. I'm right now into book one of the liturgy, and already I'm just like, yes. Oh. I feel like it should be required reading in Catholic schools, to be perfectly honest, because it's giving actual Catholic doctrine, backing it up with plenteous citations, and it's important. Joey Horn says, Stand By Me is the best story of life. Okay, hey, that's a good point, Joey Horn. That's a good shout. That is a good, good shout. Father says that we must incense our temple, even though we temple the Holy Spirit. I don't understand the reference because obviously context has never been Father's strong suit, but that's okay because we love Father. He is the chaplain of the channel. Uh, no, Christine had a whole chunk out of the book missing. Some say it would have made it weirder. I'll say Carpenter's best king director ah, okay uh, nate d says my super chat attempts are getting rejected um no they're not i'm i'm literally reading them as they come in so uh thank you very much for another sasa super chat i'm seeing them i'm reading them i don't know if they're getting retracted after the facts or if they're getting deleted after the fact but i catch them right away bro so uh they are they are held for all time by the fact that i'm saying them Gomakao says, Mary Lambert, director of Pet Cemetery, her only movie. Interesting. All right, I do need to get through these. I'm going to read very quickly. Again, please stop. Uh, if you could please stop tagging me in the live chat, I do need to end. I'm very, very, very far over uh, time tonight. Theater schedule depend on theater chain, but you're right. My theater typically has the new schedule up on Tuesdays. Yeah, and, and it, that's usually going to be the rule for all theaters because the bookers and bookers work for multiple work with multiple theaters and work in the same capacity. Um, we'll get in the schedules at a certain time. So that basically Tuesday afternoons for most theaters. If it's not on that, it'll be later because this, the, the theater is taking longer than usual to get their schedule out. Gazar Bagali. Cause typically they get it like Monday morning. They get their numbers and then sometimes a little bit later. So that also can delay them. Normally they get the entire schedule completely uh, taken care of by a later point. Uh, Gonzalo says, if you get too far behind, you can always go Gary and accidentally close the stream. I could do that. Uh, but instead, I'll just say I'll, I'll have to randomly skip comments, unfortunately. Uh, Harvick says, what are your thoughts on President Trump's new media company? Uh, I don't really know exactly, but that does lead me to the thing I did want to talk about, which is that Rumble has by locals. Now, I've never really been a fan of Rumble personally. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to have to skip comments uh, again i apologize for anyone that has left a comment but i do have to skip them i did want to talk about this last thing at the very least and then might get to a few random comments but again i am i am skipping comments because i am running out of time uh i'm over time at this point but anyway uh rumble uh, i've never really been a big fan of rumble it's always been very confusing as far as the uploading of the process uploading process but rumble has bought locals uh and locals is something that i use and I think there are a lot of benefits to locals because it's a way for you to have an app on your phone, get notified. And so what I've been doing is I've been putting my social media posts like I would do on Twitter and anywhere else. And I, I put them on locals. And so you can follow me over on locals for free and you'll get notified anytime I put a new video out. Um, the only exception is live streams. Typically, I don't always post uh, when I'm doing live streams over there. But if I can find out a way to integrate live streams with that, it'd be great. Um, but anyway. Uh, as an option over there, check me out over on locals.com. But yeah, I have not ever been as big of a fan of places like Rumble, though. And I think it's just because the infrastructure, the way it looks, has never looked pristine, never looked good. Uh, the way it works has always been a little bit convoluted. 
Um, and so I don't know exactly what this is going to mean. Um, the only thing I can think of that might be a benefit is that now Rumble will be able to provide certain infrastructure to locals that maybe it did not have before. As long as locals keeps, because what locals does have that Rumble doesn't is that locals looks legit. It looks pristine. It looks nice. So if they're able to help each other, at least in that way, I think that it, it could be a, a good thing going forward. Um, and obviously, Rumble is growing slowly. Uh, right now, though, you have to be paying 25 a month to get access to their live streaming. And that's another thing. Obviously, I know it's because they're growing and because it they're not relying on anybody else, which is a big thing, obviously, for them. Um, but that's why I'm supportive of places like Odyssey. Again, uh, shout out to my fam over on Odyssey for, for supporting the show because Odyssey has been getting the live streaming down pretty well. Um, but uh, the issue, of course, with Rumble as well is that with Odyssey, all of my videos automatically get uploaded to the Odyssey later on. I can't do that with Rumble. Instead, I would have to upload it to Rumble first, and then it would auto-upload to YouTube, but then it doesn't upload quite correctly. It, there's just stuff off about it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, Gonzalez says, I think the audiobook is like a mixture of different audiobook versions, not only the thing with the different voices, but some sections are slightly reordered from the book, at least Kindle version. Uh, okay, I don't know about that because I have the audible version uh, Kindle but Kindle's not an audiobook Kindle is not an audiobook Hardwick have you heard of the prophesied bull messiah of Arrakis they call him Mu'adib <laughs> I see what you did there uh, father well father I will say this much father have you ever read his biography have you ever read um, anything other than an article or um, something from someone that is against I will say this much uh, from what I have seen from a lot of people, um, to know his history and to know his biography is to better understand him as a person, and it helps put a lot more things in context. So, um, especially as I read through, I have his, I have one which is a single volume biography, and then I also have the three set pro apologia of Michael Davies, and I would say that most people. In a lot of different Catholic circles, would say Michael Davies is was a prolific Catholic writer. Even Cardinal Ratzinger, uh, when he was still Cardinal Ratzinger, had a lot to uh, say about that. Um, so anyway, again, you need to have full context because canon law does uh, provide a provision for what he did. Um, and again, I think that it's something where if you have not read the biography at the very least. Um, you're kind of missing part of the story. J.K. Buck, The Running Man, was Stephen King Bachman book. Ah, interesting. Um, One commandment. I am not Canadian. I just like to say uh, random Canadian phrases in a Canadian way because it's fun to do. Context. I understood that reference. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. I am skipping comments. I do apologize, but... I am, again, far over time. Someone said, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, so, Father, here, here's the thing. So, uh, again, th that is correct to an extent. However, for one, the excommunications were lifted officially, for one. Uh, two, there is also a provision in the same code of canon law that does allow for certain uh, extreme actions, including like this one, um, that's, uh, leaves it up to the person's individual discretion. And if we're going to talk about this, 
Have you read the recent story about how John Paul II and another uh, person associated with him ordained priest and one other person actually ordained bishops without approval from Rome? Again, if that's the standard that we're going to set, are we now going to say that John Paul II was, and this is before he was Pope, are we now going to say that he had de facto excommunication? I would, I would highly look up. There was an article posted about this very topic, um, and I would look it up. It was a pretty big story. Again, John Paul II was ordaining priests at the uh, explicit, after, rather, the explicit note from the Holy See not to do so. And why was it done? Because of necessity. So, again... Father, I would recommend that because if that's the route we're going to take with it, not only is there a legitimate response to it, but also you would then be saying that the person who eventually became Pope was excommunicated and therefore must have been excommunicated when he was Pope. And that creates a lot of problems. So I'm just I'm just saying, just saying we kind of got to get the full context there. Read his biography, Father. Maybe I'll have to buy it and send it to you. Uh, anyway, Gazala, the audiobook is aud- auditable, but you can sync it with Kindle, so here... Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Pope Benedict Sixteenth said he wasn't excommunicated. Again, yeah, again, he said it, and then also lifted the excommunications just to be on the, you know... There's a lot of stuff going on with that that oftentimes just gets, again, kind of thrown under... Basically, they just want to make him look like he is this terrible person, but in reality, what he was doing... And actually, here's the here's the truth, Father. If he hadn't done what he did, guess what? The traditional mass would no longer uh, exist. And I'm sorry, you cannot tell me that the Mass of Paul VI is the same mass prior to Vatican II, when only 13 to 20 percent of the previous mass is intact. Can't say it. Can't say it, Father. Uh, and there, and father, there's the issue. You're like, I don't, I don't want to really read Lefeb. Why? Why not? If you're going to say the things that you're going to say about him, you at the very least owe him as much. You at least owe him as much as to read his story. And again, I bring up the fact, are we then also going to say that John Paul II, before he was Pope, didn't do the same thing or a similar thing. For him, it was priest, and then for someone else close to him, it was bishops. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, Father, pray for me. I'm going to pray for you, and uh, you might need to expect to get something sent to you at some point. I'm just saying, because uh, this is very, very important stuff, I would say. Anyway, thank you all very much for being here today. Jacques Lesuave, thank you for being on Odyssey. Smash up that like button on YouTube. Also, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot. You guys are all amazing poop people. Uh, again, it is fantastic. Um, well, Father, then your diocese is, is incorrect. The, 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 again, the excommunications were lifted. There are plenty of Vatican documents about even the SSPX specifically that say that they are not in schism. They are officially canonically irregular. <laughs> again, just because 
I mean, if we we can get into a whole thing about, okay, let's talk about some of the things that some of these bishops have said. Anyway, uh, Nate D, thank you for the super chat, says, keep up the church news. I will try and do the very best that I can. But anyway, I am gone on long too long tonight. Anyway, thank you all for being here. A huge shout out to JC, who is a new member over on Patreon, to Bifford the Hobbit, who is a supporter over on Locals, and of course also to Kara Tharp, who is a local, who is a uh, supporter over on Locals as well. You guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Thank you all very much for being here tonight. And as always, and Father, I'm going to send you some stuff. Going to do it. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my Patreon subscribe star and locals members, Andrew Hoyle, animation commentator, Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle, 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Dion, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benin, Tina Bojan, and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you for being my Patreon members, and a huge shout-out to my subscribe star members, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean High Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK Man. Thank you very much for supporting me over on Subscribestar. And to my one Locals member, Robert Barnes, thank you for supporting me over on Locals. And if you want a name shouted out, or your name rather, shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video, please consider joining on one of those platforms, either Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals. Links to that can be found in the description. Look at that top link, especially. It's called the Willow link there. It'll give you links to all the social media platforms and also ways to support the channel. If you want to be an Army of Asgard level or above member, you can get access to giveaways that I do every single month. I give away 4Ks, Blu-rays, all kinds of stuff. It is a lot of fun. Also, if you join at the Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get access to all of that. Plus, you get access to an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flick we have a lot of fun. We do that once or twice a month. And if you join at the Chosen of Valhalla level, you get all of that. Plus, in your first month, you get a t-shirt of your choice and send anywhere in the world. And also, you get to be featured on the channel once a month on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we get to hang out and have a good time. So anyway, if any of that sounds good, check out that link in the top of the video. As I mentioned, you guys are amazing and beautiful people. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.